Let's talk about real life issues Love and relationships Let's have a good time with the missus The missus, yeah Let's talk about caring events Let's talk about things you don't see On regular TV So join in on G I'm the missus. You already know. You already know. Well, since we're talking about you already know, you already know what we about to do. We got to get them in here, y'all. We got to get them in here. So for everybody back there in the back, if you watching, here we go. Let's talk about real life issues, love and relationships. Let's have a good time with the missus, the missus, celebrities. Let's talk about caring events. Let's talk about things you don't see on regular TV. So join in on G time, G time. Tune in on G time, Come join us on. I'm back. Hey, what's going on? Well, I am the missus. I'm the missus. Me. That's me. And welcome to Peachy Tea Time, baby. Peachy Tea Time. So I want to thank each and every one of you for coming and joining me tonight. Um, I am a little bit out of my element tonight. Yes, out of my element. I had to maneuver to another room. So hopefully you can't really tell, but I am like sitting to the side a little bit. <laughs> so, you know, you got to do what you got to do, you know. Um, my father, he's here spending the night tonight. And I did not want to end the show, well, cancel the show. So I decided to maneuver to my room. Yes. So again, I'm the missus. Welcome to Peachy Tea Time, baby. Peachy Tea Time. Peachy Tea Time. Peachy Tea Time. Y'all know we're going to have that challenge. You already know we're going to have that challenge. So. Y'all better get ready. You better get ready. You better get ready. Now, I know y'all saw that flyer that Fred did. Fred, you off the chain, Fred. He's off the chain. So just in case you didn't see it, uh, I think I can pull it up for y'all. I think we might just be able to pull it up. So let me see if I can pull it up for y'all today. Even though I know y'all seen it. But we're going to show it again for Fred. And for us, and it's our valid. Uh, I'm about to say Valentine's Day. Oh my goodness, not Valentine's Day. 
Our Father's Day, Father's Day is our Father's Day special. And I'm very, very excited to announce that I will be having none other than my husband on the show. So I'm going to the flyer right now. There it is right there. So let me go ahead and share my screen so y'all can see. Give me one second. Here we go. Here we go. There it is. And y'all should be able to see it. Let me um blow it up. Let me blow it up, blow it up, blow it up, blow it up, blow it up. There it go. There it go. PGT Time Special Edition. My hubby and a very special, special guest. I'm not going to tell y'all who the special guest is because it's a surprise, baby. But I will give one hint. I hope Tori be watching. Hey, Tori, baby. <laughs> but yes, uh, my, hus my husband and a very special surprise guest will be on PTT time on Friday. This Friday. Saluting. Our fathers on Father's Day weekend, starting Friday night. Now, I do believe that it does say 8 o'clock on here, but we may have to change it to 9 o'clock. Um, I'll confirm it with you guys, and uh, probably by tomorrow I'll let you guys know for sure. But we might have to do 9 o'clock. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take this off the screen. Yes, me and my husband. Y'all, you know we're going to cut up. I'm just letting y'all know ahead of time. You already know we are going to cut up. Even with our special guest. It's going to be a... How can I say it? A very interesting show. I'll say that. Very, very interesting. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Fred. Put the peaches in the comments, y'all. All right. Well, we're going to get started because I don't want to hold you guys too long. And like I said, I'm out of my element right now. But hey, we're going to make it work. I tell you that much. So let's go ahead and get started. You know, we always have to start with talent. You already know. You already know. So last week, well, not last week, but on Monday, we did um, Jamie Boy. So we're going to do Jamie Boy again, but with a different song. I really like him, y'all. I really, really like Jamie Boy. Um, he really, he's good. Let me hit pause right quick. Okay. And let me get this screen bigger for y'all so y'all can see. You can tell how on uh, the computer acting. So I'm going to go ahead. Oh, hold on. It don't look like it's sharing the screen. Hold on. Nope, it's not sharing the screen. I was able to catch it, y'all. I was able to catch it before it got all the way started. All right. Now, there you go. We might have just a little bit of issues with the other ones, too. Hopefully not. But um, come on now. There we go. There we go. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
When I seen the hottest chick that a youngin' never seen before I said, yo, the girls I wanna be On second thought, that ain't the way to go I gotta give a game proper Spit it so she get it, this she is, I gotta stop her Or should I talk about her smile? Or what about her style? I'm out of time, she's out the door, I gotta go for mine I think I see you, I don't know your name, but excuse me miss I saw you from across the room, and I gotta admit that you got my attention You may give me one to say yo, I know you're trying to leave, but excuse me miss I say the last dance for you, how I love to keep you here with me Listen to my heart go bottom, Buddha. Mary, Adam, Buddha. My heart go bottom, Buddha. Mary, Adam, it just won't stop it. Oh, how many ways can I say that I need you, baby? It's true. I think I might die without you. Feel it all over my body. You know how I like it. I gotta tell you what to do. Ooh, ooh. Don't ever get over you until I find something new. Get me high like you do. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Don't ever get over you until I find something new. Get me high like you do. Listen to my heart go bottom, Buddha. Biddy, Buddha. My heart go bottom, Buddha. Biddy, It just won't stop. It go bottom, Buddha. Biddy, It just won't stop. It Thank you guys for watching. All right, Jamie Boy did his thing. Jamie Boy did his thing, I must say. So, with that being said, we're going to go ahead. We're going to move right along to the next topic. Hey, Josette. Josette is in the building, baby. So, we're going to go ahead. We're going to get started. Um, Shy Town. Shy Town, Shy Town, Shy Town. You know, it ain't looking too hot in Shy Town. I'm just gonna tell y'all like that. It ain't looking too hot. It's not. Um, it's a lot going on. For those that is not aware, a lot of shootings is going on, and it is peachy news night. So I said, why not cover? Time. So here we go. We're going to go with the first clip. Um, all I'm going to say, y'all, is that we got to pray. We got to pray. That's what I'm going to say. Things are just looking very wild there. Very wild. Um, unexplainable. They need help. Unexplainable. And only thing I can say is Hopefully, the sheriff, um, I think he's the sheriff, the head, head 
the sheriff, the sheriff that's over the uh, all the police and the mayor. Hopefully they could get fired. But that's just my opinion. I don't want to see people fired. I really don't. But this is just ridiculous. This is ridiculous. So we're going to get started. Let me hit my mute button. And here we go. Addressing. Now it's six violence in Chicago reaching a new level this weekend. Yeah, police say they need help addressing the problem before summer is in full swing. And WGN Sean Lewis is live at CPD headquarters now with more. Sean. Ray, Mike, of 50 people shot over the weekend in Chicago, 12 of them killed, making this the deadliest weekend so far in 2021. Police Superintendent David Brown saying police alone cannot stop the violence. This weekend, the sobering numbers, more than 50 people shot, 12 killed in Chicago. Among them, 15-year-old Dejon Gator, shot in the head and killed by two gunmen as he was on his front porch in Lawndale. I don't know what, they, uh, what the city gonna do about the crime right now. I don't know. I don't believe they know what to do. Who will join Chicago police officers in protecting the rights of the victims and the families? Today, CPD Superintendent David Brown, when asked about the escalating gun violence in the city, pointed to a sharp rise in violent offenders being put back on the streets on electronic monitoring instead of staying locked up in jail. The orders coming from Cook County judges. The chief judge and the judges make the decisions on uh, let's try to monitor. Sheriff Dart has chimed in on this. In fact, the Cook County Sheriff's Office said in a statement to WGN this electronic monitoring was designed to ensure that individuals facing low level, nonviolent crimes appear in court. It was not designed for violent offenders. Still this year, Cook County judges ordered it more than 1,000 times in those cases, including for 94 people charged with murder. 261 charged as armed habitual offenders and more than 500 each of felons possessing a weapon and aggravated unlawful use of a weapon. It's the judges uh, who uh, have obviously made a decision about violent offenders being okay to be back in the community. One of those offenders is 21-year-old Cedric Robinson, charged with the attempted murder of a three-year-old girl here at 70th and Damon in Inglewood last June. His original bond set at $1 million, but was lowered to 100000 by Cook County Judge Joseph Claps. You may remember Judge Claps charged with a gun offense of his own three years ago after dropping what appeared to be a gun inside of the Cook County Criminal Courthouse. Judge Claps was found not guilty in that case. Still Robinson, charged with attempted murder, was able to post that lower bond ordered by Judge Claps and walk out of jail on electronic monitoring. This weekend, police arrested Robinson again on a weapons charge, accused this time of having a loaded illegal Glock. Shootings are done by firearms, so too, too many illegal guns in the wrong hands. Superintendent Brown says more needs to be done by the community as a whole to give especially these younger offenders an alternative to guns and to violence. They could decide to put their guns down. That's just not a foregone conclusion that they will be violent this weekend or the next weekend or next weekend. We can make the case and then we can appeal and influence uh, them to make different decisions. And we just got this uh, lengthy statement from the office of Chief, Chief Judge 
Timothy Evans here in Cook County that says in part this, while a case is pending under the law, judges must impose the least restrictive pretrial conditions possible that ensure the defendants return to court and protect public safety. Jail is the most restrictive condition depriving the accused of liberty. Electronic monitoring is used throughout the country as the next most restrictive type of condition. Again, that is a lengthy, that comes from a lengthy statement. You can read the full statement from Chief Judge Evans' uh, office at WGNTV.com. For now, we are live outside of CPD headquarters. Sean Lewis, WGN News. Now, let's just make this clear and see if we can make it make sense because it don't make sense to me. So, Cedric, the little black boy, kills a three-year-old in Chicago, goes to jail on a million-dollar bond, and then goes to see the judge, and the same judge that was caught, um, his gun fell out of his pocket inside of the courthouse, the courtroom. So that same judge lowered this little boy bond down to 100,000, then let him out on the bond because he, po he posted bond. And then on top of that, he got a monitor on and still turns around and get caught up and get locked back up again for having a loaded weapon. Something ain't right. Something's not right with that at all whatsoever. But that we ain't done. We ain't done. We're going to go ahead and we're going to move on to the next clip. I told you, we in Chi-Town all night. All night. There's only one clip that I'm going to show y'all from uh, Milwaukee. Just so one clip from Milwaukee. And here we go. These are clips from a couple of weeks ago. Okay? So... Here we go. Let me hit my mute button. Right. I do apologize, y'all. Um, it's moving a little slow. I guess because of me moving to a different area. I don't know. But let me hit my mute button. We're shot and killed this Robin and Larry, unfortunately, more people were shot and killed this weekend than the previous, which also happened to be a holiday weekend. We will hear from Police Superintendent Eddie Johnson later on this morning during a news conference. He's going to address this gun violence. So the Chicago Police Department tells us as of nine last night, 44 people have been shot this weekend with 10 now dead. Since then, a 58-year-old man shot in the Marshall Square neighborhood during a drive-by. That brings the total of gunshot victims up to 45. The department put special patrols in areas where retaliations were suspected after several gang-related incidents on Friday. This past weekend topped the previous, which was also Memorial Day weekend. During that three-day holiday weekend, 43 people were shot, including seven who were killed. Police say this weekend they managed to seize 81 illegal guns and made 19 gun-related arrests. Several people of interest are being questioned. They also are asking the public to share what they know about any of these shootings. Johnson's job is on the line as new mayor Lori Lightfoot says she will evaluate the city's recent gun violence before deciding whether or not to replace 
the police superintendent. And Johnson will hold that news conference this morning at 9.30 right here. Reporting live from Chicago Police Headquarters, Courtney Boosman, WG. All they jobs need to be on the line. Every last one of them. I mean, it gets worse. It gets worse. Like these people is having 50 and 60 shootings. Chicago, 50 and 60 shootings in one weekend. That ain't even counting during the week, baby. And we ain't even made it all the way into summer yet. That's the bad part about it. That's the bad part about it. We ain't even made it all the way in the summer yet. And these folks is cutting up. But that's okay. Because you know why? I'm the one that's bringing it to the forefront. I'm the one that's bringing it to the forefront. So here go the pastor. You know, the pastor, he got to get involved. I'm Jermont. He got to say his part and everything. Let y'all know that he in the building. He won't let y'all know he in the building, but he's still going to go back in his house. Yeah, I'm going to hit mute. I better not say that. Here we go. Terry Live, where tonight people are asking, where is the outrage? Eight people shot at one home. Yes, it's another mass shooting in a matter of days, leaving some people to wonder, is Chicago becoming numb to this type of violence? This is the moment a mother learns her daughter is gone. The aching pain clear as Chicago police investigate the third mass shooting in 10 days. Eight people shot, four murdered, including three women, young mothers, Tuesday in Inglewood. We walked across the street to him, and indeed it was a little boy whose mom had been killed. Uh, couple hours earlier there in that house. Pastor Donovan Price with Solutions and Resources has crossed the yellow tape at all three recent mass shootings. Are you left wondering where is the outrage when we have so many mass shootings within two weeks? I think to myself, of course, I, I wish that more people would get mad about it because when people get emotional about something, then they, they move and they cause movement. Yet Price refuses to run out of optimism and prayer for Chicago as the city grapples with what many consider complacency with repeat mass shootings. Just open back up, trying to get back to regular. Regular for us has equated to violence. Absolutely. Police Superintendent David Brown and Mayor Lori Lightfoot are trying to address the uphill battle. Yet Price says it's time people stop thinking like this. Oh, that's terrible what happened over there in Inglewood to them and understand all neighborhoods are feeling the impact of the gun violence and these mass shootings. The lack of outcry is part of the problem. He knows CPD will continue to respond to more crime scenes. Now he's crying out beyond the city and state. Federal help, can you come to Chicago? Now the mayor says that the federal government needs to step up and keep illegal guns from coming into Chicago. Live outside police headquarters tonight, Jermont Terry, CBS2 News. Brad? Jermont, our thanks, sadly, as we... Something got to be done. You know, we're not protected no more, ladies. I'm sure ain't no woman came in there and shot eight people, nine people. 
It was a man. I'm sure. I'm sure. And, you know, we want to be protected as black women. But those three young ladies was not protected at all whatsoever. They're gone. And to their families, my heart pours out to you. My heart pours out to you. Because I'm sure it was senseless to take all them lives. Now, all nine did not die. Um, I think it was three that died, four died. And then the other four or five is in um, critical condition. So we're going to go ahead and go into this next clip, which is still part of the story. Um, this is an update. This, this just happened, y'all. This just happened um, over the weekend. This happened over the weekend. And like I said, it's very, very, very heartbreaking. So here's the next clip. And like I said, you know, we just have to pray for these families. That's all we can do is just pray. And um, let me go ahead and mute myself. We say good afternoon. I'm Brad Edwards right now investigating. Y'all hear it already. Here you go. <laughs> trying to figure out what happened inside an Englewood home that led to gunfire just before 6 a.m. Now four people are dead, four others injured. Our Tara Molina tracked developments throughout the day. She's live at CPD headquarters. Tara, we know at least one of the victims was her mother. Brad, according to the friends and family who showed up at the scene today, a mother of five among the four shot and killed early this morning. And police say it was not their first time called out to that house. Tough to watch. The mother of one of the four killed in the fatal mass shooting here early Tuesday. Just one of the family members who showed up at the scene. That's my baby. That's my baby sister. I love it to death. A man who identified as the brother of one of the three women killed here, Denise Mathis, shared this photo with us. He didn't want to show his face or share his name, but called his sister a wonderful mother of five, five who she had just taken to the water park the day before she was killed. She was a good mama, loving mama, five kids. It's real heartbreaking. Michelle lives right across the street from where the shooting happened. She says Denise was a friend, still struggling to process what happened here. My prayers go out to Denise and her family, my friends. Here's what we know so far. According to Chicago police, three of the victims pronounced dead at the scene were women, one man. Of the four surviving victims, there are three men and a woman, but police still haven't been able to interview them because they're in the hospital. Neighbors told us this is the party house on the block. Early this morning, at Chicago five. Police Superintendent David Brown say they believe there was a party going on here when the shooting happened. There's been several calls there for uh, disturbances. No guns were found in the house, but police did find shell casings and a high-capacity magazine for a gun. There's way too many guns in the wrong hands in this city and across this country. Focusing on the illegal gun issue in Chicago, something Mayor Lori Lightfoot addressed in connection to this, too. It tells us that we still have much work to do in our mission to end gun violence here in Chicago. With this shooting? just days after another mass shooting in Chatham Saturday, where a woman was killed, nine others wounded. This is crazy. I mean, why do people got to keep on shooting and killing people for what? 
We're told until police know more about what happened there early this morning, there will be extra patrols in that area, specifically on that street, with no arrests made and no one in custody right now. Reporting live outside CPD. Now that was the one that was not the update. I do have the update, but um, I want to say this first. I want to say this. It's sad that this young lady had five kids, and more than likely, whoever did it knew that she had five kids. Now, someone else has to take care of her five kids, they may get split up. They may be able to go to a family member. I'm, I'm not sure. But five kids don't have a mother right now. Number two, us as black women, we always standing up in the forefront. We always there for men, for us sisters. We always there in the forefront. Now, her mama was shown. Her friend was shown. But her brother was too afraid. Her brother, flesh and blood, too afraid to show his face in honor of his sister. That hurts. That hurts. That lets you know that Chirac ain't nothing to play with. He's scared to show his face in front of the camera. Sad situation, y'all. Sad situation. But we're finna get into the update on this. This was actually just brought out today, right before the show. So I literally did not get the chance to see it myself. But I do know it was an update that was just put out today. So um, we're both going to watch it together. We're going to watch it together. So here we go. Let me hit my mute button. news eight people shot four of them dead after a gathering in inglewood it happened around 4 45 this morning now four of the remaining victims are fighting for their lives at various hospitals cbs 2's mugu digway joins us live in inglewood with what else we know right now Mugu. Yeah, good morning, Ryan. This is just really heartbreaking. We just learned that three of those victims that died, three of them are women. One is a man. If you look behind me right now, it looks like this is the house that police officers are focusing on. This is likely where that shooting happened because we've seen officers all morning long going in and out. So right now you're hearing from the mother of one of the victims. She's so clearly distraught. Sounds like she's screaming, somebody killed my daughter as people try to console her. From what we've gathered from police, several people were at some type of gathering very early this morning. There was some type of argument which then led to shots being fired. Again, four people died on the scene. Police say none of them appear to be juveniles, but they added that a two-year-old girl was taken to an area hospital out of an abundance of Caution. As for the other four victims, a 41-year-old man and a 25-year-old man are both at the Christ Hospital right now with a gunshot wound to the back of their head. A 21-year-old man with a gunshot wound to his back is at the University of Chicago Hospital in critical condition. A woman is also at UFC in critical condition. Just a few minutes ago, Police Superintendent David Brown spoke on this latest mass shooting. We have a drum match. 
magazine, which is a large capacity uh, uh, magazine for a gun, not a gun, several casings inside the house, no apparent uh, forced entry inside the house. So at another city gathering this morning, Mayor Lori Lightfoot was asked if it's even safe to be here in the city of Chicago. She says this shooting happened in one house, and she goes on to say this. Take a listen. The reality is our city is safe, and I stand by that. We have done yeoman's work over the course of a very difficult year where every major city, New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., Atlanta, um, and on and on and on the list goes, have seen a similar surge uh, in violence. Um, and it is distressing, but I remain very focused, very intentional, as does the police department, but also our entire team. So as of right now, no one has been arrested in the shooting. Police say they are still waiting to hear from the victims, the ones in the hospital right now. They're waiting to speak to them about exactly what happened here. And we'll update you as soon as new information is made available. We'll have an angle with Rodi Gwai, CBS News. Y'all, let's pray that these folks make it so they can tell who told on them. I mean, who killed, tried to kill them. I'm sure they know. I'm sure. One of them know at least. So you got three men and one lady that's in critical condition. And three women and one man, if I'm not mistaken, that died. Um... I feel that the mayor needs to go. I do not like her. She's bringing up San Francisco, Atlanta, all these different states, cities. And I mean, I'm here in Atlanta. I ain't heard nothing about no 55 shootings in one weekend. I ain't heard about it at all. Fallon, hey Fallon. Fallon said her city is definitely not safe. Exactly. Gonna come on there and lie like that. And say it's safe. That, that's why she got to go. She need to be telling everybody to pack their stuff up and get on the move. That's why I put on the title. If you make somebody mad, you better pack up and leave. If you can't afford to leave, don't make nobody mad. Don't piss them off. Because uh, these folks ain't playing in Chicago. Chirac is gone crazy. I would not be visiting Chicago. I'm not even catching a flight that's going to give me a layover in Chicago. For hell. She said, especially for the poor people who can't afford to live outside of gang violence. Exactly. You know, everybody can't pick up and leave. I'm sure if they could, they would. They'd be gone. They don't want to live in fear like that. It's sickening. Nicole said, what a scary world we live in. Yes. Extremely scary. Extremely, extremely scary. I mean, I would be even afraid as a teenager in Chicago to walk to the store. I would be afraid. And I'm just being honest. I would be totally, totally afraid. Now we got one more clip. Um, 
this is a new update as well because this one they are able to identify some of the people so this is the newest update this i repeat this is the newest uh, update because i know i can't say i got an update so um let me make the screen bigger and let me hit my mute button Those people who were shot in the early morning mass shooting in Englewood were shot in the head. At least three of them are being treated here at University of Chicago, and their families are desperately hoping they'll pull through. Tonight, four Chicago families are gutted with grief. Each of them is missing someone who brought so much joy. Her family says Denise Mathis has five children whom she adored. For them to just take her. Take their mama away from them. That, that really hurts me. And Blakely, friends say, was the young mother's best friend. Both of them, family and friends say, were killed in an early morning mass shooting inside an Englewood home. Shermitria Williams' dad says today was supposed to be her celebration. She's supposed to graduate today. The 19-year-old mother didn't get the chance. Her family says she was one of the eight people shot as police say bullets ravaged the inside of this home. But Williams' family doesn't know much more than that. They came to the chaotic scene in a panic. I'm still praying that she is still with me because I literally cannot picture a life without her. The medical examiner's office says Britannia Rogers was one of four people killed. Friends say this is the young woman, now another victim. I mean, everybody got shot, everybody. Bye. Neighbors tell us the home was a social spot and there may have been a party the night before. But in that early morning hours when shots were heard, the victims were believed to have been sleeping. People who live nearby say they've been traumatized and terrorized. Why do we have to keep on killing each other? Tonight, both investigators and family members of some of the victims are still trying to figure out exactly what caused this shooting. As with so many shootings, police don't have anyone in custody, but they believe somebody on the block saw something and they want them to call investigators. When I say that was sad, that was so sad for them to do them people like that. I mean, I just, I don't know what else to say. I feel like I'm speechless. That is truly, truly sad. And I'm sure them women did nothing wrong, but probably screamed for their life to save their life and asking God to save their soul. Five kids. The girl, other girl was supposed to graduate. Graduation. The next day. Sad, sad. And everybody, not now, I know they said that a two-year-old was sent somewhere. So I'm assuming that the two-year-old was there. I'm not for sure. But that lady across the street says everybody in the house was shot. Everybody in the house. Sad situation. All right, next comment. My mother, I have never enjoyed visiting Chicago, Illinois. They have always had a lot of killings. I ain't never been to visit. 
I went for um to go pick up a rental car and headed on my way. That's it. And I was scared doing that. I was literally scared doing that. But they ain't got to worry about me or my family. I tell you that much. I won't be visiting. Y'all can have Chicago. Especially as long as that mayor and superintendent, David Brown. And I don't know if y'all remember, but I played a clip. I played a clip and it was oh, Adam. The boy name was Adam. Adam something. He was a Mexican, I think. I can't remember. But he was with his homeboy. And um, the homeboy ended up shooting at a car. Gave the boy the gun. And the boy took off running or took off walking. And by the time the police got caught him, by the time he turned around, he threw the gun behind the fence. And by the time he put his hands up to let them know that he didn't have the weapon no more, they shot him. Okay, well, that's when Superintendent David Brown, that black man that y'all keep seeing, because you're only seeing him and the mayor, which is the woman. But the black man, the superintendent, David Brown, that's when he got promoted. Now they want to say his um, job is in jeopardy. His job should have been in jeopardy. His, he should never even got the job, if you ask me. But that's how they do us black people. That's how they do us. So I'm going to go ahead and play this next clip. So y'all can see this. Um, we are done with that story. That was our main story for tonight. So let's get into the next one. Let me hit my mute button, and here we go. Now y'all know, for those that's just coming in, I have migrated just for tonight to another room in my home, and the reception is just not the best, unfortunately. But my dad is here spending the night, and I didn't want him to hear me using the language that I use. So I migrated. So uh, here we go. Oh, my mama got a comment. She says, seeing this remind me how bad I felt hearing how Jennifer Hudson's mother, brother, and little nephew was murdered in Chicago. Exactly, mama. I forgot all about that. I forgot all about that, mama. Yes, that did happen in Chicago. And that was sad. That right there, when I tell you that broke my heart, when Jennifer Hudson's um, family got killed, her mother her brother um and her nephew and they was like run, they was looking around for the nephew and found the nephew in the car that was a sad situation mama but okay y'all let me hit my mute button and here we go hey audible hey now so Danny, you've learned the extra pledge presence throughout the city this holiday weekend will come through 12-hour shifts and days off canceled. Brad, you know the Chicago Police Department says that this move was done to ensure public and officer safety, and the decision was not made lightly. Meantime, those who live and work downtown say that they have different opinions on this mandate. Safety and security is paramount for everyone's quality of life. We need the city to respond. Stephen DePadua is a top realtor downtown and has called Streeterville home for nearly a decade. He's also an active member of SOAR, the Streeterville Organization of Active Residents. DePadua said 
as he welcomes an increased police presence throughout the city and downtown this holiday weekend. On June 9th, CPD members were told in a memo, all sworn full-duty personnel will work a 12-hour tour. Full-duty sworn personnel will have their regular days off, RDO, canceled from June 18th to June 20th. 21st. With all of the carjackings, with all of the assaults, with all of the crimes, we need to focus on quality of life, safety, and security for all. The order mandating the 12-hour shifts was written on May 28th. On June 1st, the superintendent had a news conference where he said officers can't sustain 12-hour days and days off canceled and would ask for officers to volunteer to work on their days off. As Brown held this news conference, the plan for 12-hour days had already been written. In an email sent to all CPD members, Brown also talked about the impact the 12-hour days have on officers and their families. He said supervisors will make sure those who are scheduled to return to duty on Monday have enough time to rest and recover before the start of their regularly scheduled tour of duty. They should not work the many hours. Constantinos Criadas is the manager of Griddle 24 here in River North. Criadas says with the pandemic orders lifting, business is increasing. He welcomes the extra police presence this weekend, but also says officer safety should be at the forefront. They're doing a great job protecting the city right now, you know, and I think putting extra extra work on them, I think is too much. Meantime, Chicago police told us the reason for the back and forth on the changes is that operational needs can change and be amended as needed. And the deployment order for Father's Day was based on historical data in the loop. Gentlemen, yo, CBS 2 News. Suzanne, appreciate the insight. Thank you. Now, let me break this down for y'all. Get on in here. Get on in here so I can break this down for y'all, okay? And the ones that's just as smart as me, y'all gonna be able to follow along very well, okay? So we're gonna break this down. I'm gonna chop it on up for y'all and tell y'all in our terms what they trying to say. Okay, which is true. Unfortunately, it's true. So this is what I got out of all of this and how I feel. It's Father's Day weekend. A lot of men are getting killed there. A lot of men, a lot of men is getting killed in Chicago. It wouldn't put nothing past me. Now, I'm going to do a show on Monday, okay? I'm going to do a show on Monday, and I'm going to do a part two of Chicago on Monday. It won't be long, but I'm going to do a part two on Chicago, and I'm going to do my research, and I'm going to see how many shootings that they have over Father's Day weekend. Because the sad part about it is these folks don't have no heart. They don't have no feelings. And I'm talking about the killers. They have no heart, no feelings. They are waiting for Father's Day. They are waiting to take somebody's father away on Father's Day. They got access to all these guns. All these guns. But y'all ain't picking up none of these people. I have a problem with that. I got a problem with that, y'all. I got a problem with that. Y'all collecting these guns, but ain't making that many arrests. 
if y'all don't get rid of Superintendent David Brown and Mayor, Mayor Lady, she look a hot mess coming up there with her hair looking like that. She look a mess. It ain't even her hair. She just look a mess. I mean, is it this, when I tell y'all this is ridiculous? Thank you, friend. Thank you. This is ridiculous. If the people in Chicago, if you're anybody from Chicago listening, if you got family in Chicago and they can't just up and leave, let them come live with you. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. But to save their life, they need to get up out of Chicago. Because, baby, we ain't even made it all the way into summer. And I'm going to follow Chicago. I am. Because when I saw 55, 56 shootings in a weekend, that's crazy. But guess what? You can't even say that this is just starting because, oh, it's the pandemic. Because um, we all know Chicago is Chirac for a reason. You know, it's plenty of us that has watched Black Ink Crew just as well with Ryan. Ryan has talked about it several times, how bad Chicago is, you know. But at the same time, I ain't know it was like this. I didn't. I didn't know it was this bad. I really, really did not know it was this bad. But it's okay, y'all, because I want to show y'all this. And this was from last year. Okay, this is from last year, 2020, July, July 13th. Do y'all hear me? And I know y'all can hear me because I already talked loud. July 13th of 2020. When I tell y'all, y'all, when you analyze shit, you have to put these numbers together. You have to look back in the past. You have to go back to July 2020, July 2019. This is July 2020, y'all. 60 shootings in one weekend. 60. Baby, here we go. Like I said, this is from last year. Good morning. For the fourth straight weekend, children are among the shooting victims. At least 60 people have been shot, nine of them killed. We're going to hear more about the weekend violence from the police superintendent here at police headquarters later this morning. A man was killed, a 17-year-old and a 14-year-old were wounded in a shooting late last night at an Inglewood gas station. The victims were in a car at 71st and South Damon. Police say a silver vehicle pulled up. Someone in that silver vehicle fired several shots. The man killed was pronounced dead at Holy Cross Hospital. The 17-year-old was hit in the arm, and the 14-year-old was shot in the back. They are at Comer Children's Hospital. A 15-year-old girl was shot about a half hour later while on a sidewalk in the 4200 block of West Monroe in West Garfield Park. She was hit three times. Just what we said we were, we were worried about. This is who we want to protect. Children shot again here in Chicago. Uh, a bad situation just out on a summer night, enjoying themselves. Um, more than one child. It's, it's, it's our work nightmare coming true. Other shooters. 
shootings this weekend include this one in Humboldt Park. Five men were shot at Lawndale Division when a fight broke out Sunday. A 52-year-old man who was shot in the neck was killed. Police have no suspects in custody for this incident. Three women were shot in Avondale Park. One of them was killed. This happened while the women were attending a memorial service to remember another shooting victim near 81st and Woodlong. That victim was shot in that area two years ago, and it was the two-year anniversary. Uh, one of the, uh, the, another child, a 15-year-old boy, was actually one of the uh, first shooting victims of the weekend. He has been identified as Terrence Madden. Again, we will hear more from the police superintendent, David Brown, later this morning. Outside police headquarters at 35th in Michigan, Judy Wang, WGN News. Bye-bye. And the bad part about it is that I got out of that clip. One thing that the officer said was another kid shooting. We're trying to do better with this. We try to do this. Okay, but the other clip that I played, the um, little boy shot and killed a three-year-old. Not only did he go in with a million-dollar bond, but the judge lowers it to a hundred thousand and he gets out on bond and still turn around and get caught with a loaded pistol and right back in jail again. Why y'all letting these people out? Why? Why are y'all letting them out? They are criminals. We have a jail and a prison for a reason. But you want to, and I'm sorry, I got to say it, I got to say it. You want to lock up these folks driving down the street with weed in their cars. You want to lock up these folks that fight with somebody out in the streets with their fists. But here's some people that's killed, literally taking people's lives. And you sit there and let them right back out of jail. Come on. What sense does that make? Erica, here we go. Erica got a comment, baby. Erica said, but you have a lot of people who would not leave the Chicago, leave Chicago. The sad thing is our people go crazy when the cops kill. Not saying what they have done to my people is right. Because I hate to hear how cops treated my people but when will we stop when will we stand on on this when will we stay on the say and when will we stand on and say we are kings and queens how can we fight for rights when we fight each other exactly erica i agree with you 100 on that we keep tell, asking the police to protect us you know, we not only ask them to protect us, but they kill us. We're ready to go protest. But we don't protest when another black person done killed us. We don't protest then. Is it okay then? Is it okay for black people to kill black people? Because we ain't protesting. I ain't seen not one protest when a black man done killed another black man. But when a white officer or a white man kills us, Oh, we got to go protest. 
These folks is killing and getting right out of jail. Who protesting in? Make it make sense. Make it make sense. And yes, tonight is all about Chicago, but we all know we ain't done. This is going on all over the world, baby. It's going on all over the world. But tonight is Chirac time. Sorry. But it's Chirac time tonight. Maybe we'll go travel another another uh city on Monday. I mean on Tuesday. Because Monday we're coming back to Chirac because we're going to see what happened. Oh, we're going to see. So we got another clip. We got another clip. Now, this is from Milwaukee. And I didn't mean to laugh. But, I mean, I don't know about y'all. I'm all the way in Atlanta. Erica, I'm happy you're on here. Because I think Erica is probably the closest to Milwaukee than... um any of us that's on here, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't hear too many stories about no, Milwaukee. I really, really don't. And I'm just going to be honest. I don't hear a lot of stories about Milwaukee. Um, not like I hear about Chicago, Detroit, Atlanta, New York, Brooklyn, I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Um, Inglewood and California, you know, you don't hear about Milwaukee like that. So Milwaukee having some issues, y'all. Say it's going on all over the world. Part of mayor of Chicago is going on everywhere. So it's okay for her to lay back and let shit happen. She don't care because it's happening everywhere, not just there. Oh, y'all, my battery going dead. Hold on one second. Hold on. All right, y'all. I had to tell my husband to get my um charger. Sorry. Hopefully, he'll make it in here in time before it go dead. <laughs> but let me just play this right quick so I can hurry up and go find it because he ain't going to be able to find it probably. So let me hurry up. So I'm going to play it. Here we go. Activate the National Guard to address violence in Milwaukee. And now to our big story at five. Calls to bring in the National Guard to stop the violence in Milwaukee and the governor's response. Well, News Kent Wainscott is live at City Hall. And Kent, there are some harsh words being used. Yeah, Joe, Joe Sanfilippo is a Republican state rep from Waukesha County. He describes the violence in Milwaukee as a war zone-like setting. He wants the governor to call in the National Guard. We asked the governor and Milwaukee's mayor about that today. A violent weekend in Milwaukee. Police say 15 shootings and three homicides is why New Berlin Republican Rep Joe Sanfilippo says he's calling on Governor Evers to activate the Wisconsin National Guard to help restore safety in Milwaukee neighborhoods. We asked the governor about that today. Governor, what do you say to Representative Sanfilippo's call for you to activate the National Guard to address violence in Milwaukee? Well, first of all, the representative has to understand that the, the National Guard has been on call, working all across the state, 
you know, from the pan the beginning of the pandemic to this very moment. San Filippo told me that he did not have time to speak with us on camera today, but his statement went on to say that Milwaukeeans, quote, deserve better than to live and work in a war zone like setting. Instead of calling in the National Guard, both Evers and Mayor Tom Barrett urged San Filippo and fellow Republicans to better fund violence reduction measures in the budget. Dismiss the need for the Guard here. I, I don't see. I, again, we, we have people out. We've got police officers out. But, but I am concerned about the long-term viability of the city to provide for the police department. Um, and that's where he is in a key position to help us. And I just reject I reject the, the idea that somehow uh, we can we can replace mental health services and violence protection services and all the other things that deal with the cause of that we just ignore that and bring in the national guard it doesn't make sense to me i'm sorry Okay, so it all goes to the bottom line, Kent. Did the governor or mayor say specifically which funding increases they want Republicans to consider? Well, today the governor pointed specifically to what he said is a small amount in his budget, about $2 million for initiatives that he says target the causes of violence, while the mayor simply wants the legislature to increase shared revenue. That's the overall amount that the city gets from the state legislature. My point is this, at least they got enough sense to say, get the um, National Guards up in here. And this is Milwaukee. We got like, like Mayor said in Chicago, you got Atlanta, San Francisco, New York, which I would say Brooklyn. You got Inglewood, California. You got Detroit. I'ma throw in my hometown. You got Saginaw and Chicago. And I heard now one of them say, pull out the National Guards until the protest was going on. When they was messing up these folks' cities, I mean, these folks' buildings that they done paid so much money for. They want to say, go ahead, get the National Guards to protect our building, but forget the black folks. Forget the humans. Let them go ahead and kill each other. Let the killing continue. But we're going to protect these buildings. So bring out the National Guards. Okay. Oh, I don't go nowhere. Stay right on in my house. Do peachy tea tide. Go to the radio station. <laughs> do peachy tea tide. Live from Hits 92.3, baby. That's what I do. And work. Mm-mm. I ain't doing nothing Now I do have to do sometimes, you know, go out in these streets for peachy tea time because I got to get my folks. But you best believe um, I'm paying attention. I'm observing. And I even got friends that be like, uh-uh, you don't need to be on that side of town. Ain't that right, Audra? <laughs> Audra, tell me in a minute. No, nah, that ain't the side of town you need to be on. You go to another day party, you know? So I don't know. But we got another clip. And I'm not going to play all of this one, uh, but this is a young lady. And uh, she's basically letting, trying to say that they are the human, not the humans, but the residents are trying to stop the violence more than the officers is. So here we go.
This is where I am every day, right here. We're gonna start at Jackson and Pulaski, which is the West Garfield area. This is where it's a hot spot, it's a target spot. Patricia Hillier spends most of her time in one of Chicago's deadliest neighborhoods. She's a violence interrupter, meaning she watches for signs of a fight and tries to step in before someone gets shot. I was born and raised around here. I've lived on just about every block from Congress on down to Madison. You're really part of this neighborhood. I am a part of this neighborhood. I am a product of this neighborhood. Around here, I was a gang member. I was their queen. I was considered the big hat. I was a gang chief, which is why I love being assigned to this area because I get to give back to the community. I get to rebuild some of the things that I helped tear down. And with the, with the people, Who's calling? I got a problem. We are amazing. You better get it. Oh, gosh. What's, what's going on, Who, you know? What's it, what is this, Sway? What is name and what is name? Oh, God. Don't put the camera yet. Let me, let me defuse this. Yep. What the f*** going on? Yeah, I know. Look, come on. Come on, holler. Come on, holler. Literally shake. What just happened then? So that was uh, a conflict that um, more than likely was finna turn to gun violence. They had um, guns on them. Uh, fortunately, I knew both of the parties, so I got in the middle and uh, was able to talk one down and put him in the car and make him put the gun away. You saw then, the gun, though. You saw yeah, it. There was plenty of them. I was able to get them separated and... Um, have him drive off, and I called him on the phone to make sure he doesn't come back. I'm not done with it, though. Yeah. I'm not done with it, because I have to reach out to the party that actually started with which was yesterday, so that he doesn't come behind him. You, you're tracking the whole, this whole story, where this started. I'm, I'm on all parties, all parties. Right now, they just scared the hell out of me, because there were so many. I'm just glad I was able to get him to leave, even if just for now, we stopped the shooting. Violence interrupters have been a part of Chicago's neighborhoods for more than 20 years. But the program's now at a critical point. That's because, for the first time, the city's made a major investment in it, backing it with $23 million since 2019. But instead of a quick return, murder rates have gone up, just in time for the debate over alternatives to policing to get a lot more contentious. We can't say on one hand that we that we don't want police for whatever reasons, with all the violence breaking out on the south and the west sides of the city, but we're funding organizations that have no impact. That's created a new challenge for advocates like Vaughn Bryant, who have to prove that violent interruption really does work without getting caught up in the politics of defund the police. What's the relationship between these programs and policing? So if we're doing our job, we hopefully will make the police's job easier. I do think that there's always going to be a place for policing because, you know, there are certain things that we just can't handle. So we just want the police to be better and more responsible, and we want to be a part of that solution. This model of intervention mm -hmm. has 20 plus years of oh, being yeah, in practice absolutely. here in Chicago. I mean, is it not working? 
Um, I would just say that it hasn't been consistent and sustained for a longer enough period of time. Now, I'm going to have Fred put the rest of that video um, on my website. So I hope you all go on the website and see the rest of that clip. Um, it was like 20-something minutes long, so I didn't want to play it all. Um, but once again, us as women standing in the forefront. There's no way that she need to be standing in the middle of men with guns. There's no way. I remember I was 12, 13 years old, 13, 14, somewhere up in there. And we was at church. My mom, I'm sure she'll remember this clear as day. We was at church. One of my cousins was in a gang. I'm not going to say his name, but he was in a gang. And he saw one of his rivalries at our church. And he came to church with us. Me and my mom and my daddy and my brother. We brought him to church. He saw one of his rivalries. I decided to take my little butt. He was older than me. I decided to take my little butt in between him and the rivalry person. And I couldn't stop him. He went right over my head and boom, got the fight in that church. I ain't lying. I ain't lying. I ain't lying, y'all. I ain't lying, y'all. Literally got the fighting at church. Rival gang members. So when I tell you, women need to, to stay out of that. Stay out of that. Thank God that she was able to stop a murder at that moment. At that moment, she was able to stop it. But who's to say they didn't go back and look for them people again. Like she said, that she was going to have to go and resolve it. So my mom said, remember one thing, the white people are happy when black kills each other. I feel if they take time and make it hard to purchase these guns, not only purchase guns, but give us the, give the black children more to do in these communities to have them be able to look forward to something, then maybe that'll make a difference as well. Um, she says the ATL are killing people riding on the interstate. Yes, driving on the interstate. Boom, you get shot. These folks ain't playing no games. It's sad. Mama said, yes, she remember when it happened. Yes, got the fighting at the church, baby. They ain't care. They ain't care. But we got another clip. Now, this is the type of scenery that goes on in Chicago um, when they have large gatherings. When I saw this, I couldn't wait to play this for y'all. When I tell you this was like beyond ridiculous, this goes to show you that these folks have no respect for the police at all whatsoever. That's why I say, uh, let me unmute it because I, I really don't want y'all I want y'all to not see this just yet. I want to say what I got to say. Okay. Now, 
This goes to show you, number one, they have no respect for police officers. Number two, they quick to shoot and kill. The police officers I'm talking about, they quick to shoot and kill. We all as black people know that these police officers will shoot and kill us in a heartbeat. But then you have Chicago people doing ignorant stuff like this. And then the ignorant officers that went along with this was just ridiculous. You got to see this. Here we go. Only on two large gatherings, women dancing on top of squad cars, creating chaos on the south and west sides of the city. It's a problem that people living and working in those communities are fed up with. And tonight, as Suzanne Lamignol reports, residents are calling for Chicago police to put an end to it. Imagine trying to drive home and you're met with this, a large group of people along with women twerking on a police squad car. I went around the crowd and I went home. Mindy Beiser has called the Near West neighborhood home for the past three years. She says she's seen this here at Oakley and Washington a couple of times, most recently this past Saturday. What do you think about that when you see such large gatherings? I just hope everybody will be safe out here and I just go home. Christopher McDaniel works in Near West. What I would like is to see more um, events planned for that demographic of students or children so that they have something more constructive to do with their time. Alderman Walter Burnett Jr. says large crowds like this used to be a problem at Tui Herbert Park, just a few blocks away here at Adams and Hoyne. We had to put no, no parking signs up for people who's non-residents in the community. The police go over there. Uh, to make sure folks don't party over there. But then they moved the festivities over to Ellen Gates Star Park here at Oakley and Washington. They come from everywhere. They're starting to have these pop-up parties in the summertime where they just going in and they put it on Facebook and everybody go. The South Side is seeing social media generated pop-up parties too. This picture was sent to Alderman Roderick Sawyer by a business owner. It shows a large gathering here at 75th and Prairie at two o'clock in the morning this past Saturday. Understand people live right there. You know, don't park in front of their house and turn your music up, start drinking and, and littering in front of their houses. That's not how we operate in Park Manor. Alderman Sawyer and Burnett both say they have met with the police commanders in their wards. Sawyer says there's going to be increased patrols, safety checks and tow trucks. Chicago police say illegally parked cars may be towed. Suzanne Lemignot, CBS2 News. You know where they going. The media just told us. They're leaving one part going to the next part. If you know this, Chicago, why you don't have cops at the other location to make sure that they don't even get in? Put barriers up. Block off the entrances. You know they coming. Mamas, talk to your daughters. Mamas, talk to your daughters. That was ridiculous. That was sad and pathetic. Twerking on top of the police officer's car. And the police, police officer, they just cruising like okay we ain't finna make them get down let them keep twerking on the car 
Don't go fast and hurry up and stop. And make them fall off the damn car. Don't do that. Because we care too much about these black girls. So we just going to let them keep, keep twerking on the car. All them people out there. Let's not forget, we still in COVID, y'all. It's still COVID. And all them people. 2.30 in the morning. This just happened. I ain't showing y'all nothing that didn't happen last year right now. This just happened. All those people. 2.30 in the morning in front of somebody's homes. And they bet not. They bet not come to the door and tell them to move. First of all, it's too many people out there to tell somebody to move anyways. But come out there if you want to. You better come with something. You better come with something. And you better make sure you're ready to lose your life. Because them folks, they look, like, they look like, I dare you to say something to me. All them people. In front of people's houses. People got to go to work. That's crazy. And you know they leaving all type of trash out there and everything. Baby, y'all better pack y'all stuff up and y'all better get on the road and get up out of there. You better get up out of there. All right, now, my husband found this clip for me, y'all. And this is another clip that I'm not going to play all. This is our last clip for tonight. It's a fire motivation. Um, so I thank you all for rocking it with me, you know, while we was all in the shy, all in the shy. So uh, here go the last clip. Like I said, I'm not going to play all of it. But I want you guys to play it, pay a close attention of how... The this man in Chicago have no regards of the police as what we have seen. No regards. Just don't care. You know, and gets upset and moan and cry when he gets shot. But y'all finna see that he deserved what he got. So here we go. Oh, let me tell the story because I didn't get a chance to um I didn't play it all. So the guy actually shot at somebody. He shot at somebody and just on foot. They didn't have a car, y'all, in broad daylight. Shot at somebody. I think he wounded him. I don't know. I didn't care at that moment because I wanted to see this other part that I'm going to show y'all. So, but if uh, the man didn't die from what I saw. He didn't die. So thank God for that. But he takes off walking. And the police officer get a tip that he walking on such and such block. They go and find him walking. And this is what happens. Sad, sad, sad. Make sure y'all pay close attention. Here we go. They're coming on this side, so it just kind of began. Let me uh hit my mute button so y'all can hear it good. Stay back. It's in your hands, buddy. Get your hands on pocket. 
Now, I wanted to pause it because, you know, everything was in real time right then and there. So y'all probably like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. He ain't did nothing. And they just shot and killed this man. Oh, no, baby. He did something. Let me go ahead and continue. All right, by the police. Go ahead, just get your hands on your pocket. Dude, stop. Put your hands up. Come on. Oh, fuck. Shots fired. Shots fired by the police. Stop, 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 stop. Get your hands out of your pocket. Dude, stop. Get your hands up. Come on. Did y'all see that? They showed it in three or four different cameras, body cams. So did y'all see that boy just pull out his gun and shot that officer? The officer, only thing that officer said was, put the gun down, put it down. And this boy literally took his gun out that he just shot at the other boy with and shot at that officer. So just in case y'all didn't see it, I'm going to go back. I ain't going to go all the way back to the beginning, but I'm just going to go back to that part. Here we go. All right. I rewinded it back. So keep an eye on the boy with the shirt, with the hoodie on. Keep an eye on him and watch his hand. Here we go. Stop, 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 stop. Show your hands, dude. Get your hands out of your pocket. Dude, stop. Get your hands up. Come on. I hope they don't block my video for that, y'all. But I want y'all to see it. I want y'all to see it. Now, I don't know if this dude was just like, you know what? I just shot that other boy. I don't know if he, if I done killed him. I ain't got nothing to lose. Y'all been messing with us and messing with us and messing with us. So I'm just going to take one of y'all out just for the hell of it. I don't know what he was thinking. 
But I know he was thinking ignorant. I know that much. I do know that much. So I don't, y'all, we just gonna have to pray for these folks. That's all I'm have to say. That's all I can say. We have to pay for pray for Chicago. Um San Francisco, New York, Brooklyn, Atlanta, everything that she said, the mayor. Well, ugly self. But anyways, let me show y'all again what's going on on Friday. I'm so, so excited about Friday. Yes, PGT Time presents Being a Father is Not Easy. Mr. Davis, my hubby, will tell us how he makes it work. And we also, 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 also have a very, very, very special guest. I'm not gonna tell y'all who it is. You got to show up. But when I tell you, our very special guest, I love him so much. I just love him. And he's so funny. He is so funny. But I love him with all I got. So with that being said, please make sure you tune in. PGT time, Friday. I'm gonna go ahead right now and say nine o'clock. Uh, I will have Fred change the time. Please, Fred, change the time on my flyer, please. And um, hopefully he'll change the time on it. If he don't, I'll make sure each time I post to repost it that I will let you guys know that we're going to change it to 9 o'clock. Uh, PGT time, special edition. My husband and a very special surprise guest will be on PGT time on Friday. Saluting our fathers on Father's Day weekend, starting... Saturday night, Friday night, sorry, Friday night, starting Friday night. And shout out to Fred from our flyer. Ain't that flyer cute, y'all? It's so nice. And me and my hubby, we look so cute. <laughs> you know, I had to say it. Oh, did y'all see it? Y'all ain't even see it. Did y'all see it? It's okay. I'll show it one more again. Uh, look, I'll show it one more again. Because it's showing to me that it didn't show y'all. So there you go. There you go. PGT Taz, special edition. My husband and a very special surprise guest will be on PGT Time on Friday. Saluting our fathers on Father's Day weekend. Starting Friday night, baby. Starting Friday night. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Tamika. Tamika said, it looks very nice. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, we've been about to end it for tonight. I will be showing you the uh, motivation by my boy, Trent Shelton. I can't wait to try to get him on the show because I love him. Um, I want to tell each and every one of you to please, please, please make sure you subscribe to my YouTube page. Also, 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 please make sure that you subscribe, but not subscribe, but follow me on IG, Instagram, the Mrs. 2007, or you could type in PGT time. And don't forget, baby, to check me out. Hits 92.3 is going down live, baby, live from the radio station. And we will actually be having, um, some special guests on Saturday. I'm excited to have them. I've never met them in person. 
but I've met them on Station Head, and they do a podcast. Yes, they do a podcast. And the name of their podcast is Sitting in the Car, Talking to My Side Chick. Sitting in the Car, Talking to My Side Chick. Yeah, that's the name of their podcast. So we're going to make sure that uh, we listen on out for them. That's what we got to do. Y'all got to make sure y'all be there. Uh, one of the guests, one of the people that's, uh, it's four, three of them. It's four of them, but only three going to show up. And one of the guys is actually coming with his wife. So we're going to ask her a few questions too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, let's get into this motivation. It's a good one. So here we go. Uh, here we go. Let me get to it. Y'all know I had to migrate. I had to migrate. So it's going a little slow tonight. But I sure thank y'all for rocking it out with me. I really, really do. So let me go ahead and hit my mute button. Just because your path is lonely doesn't mean your path is wrong. Everybody won't be want to grow to where you want to go. Everybody won't make it to your next level because everybody want to sacrifice what it takes to create greatness. So unfortunately, the ones that started with you might not finish with you. The ones that had your back might turn your back. But you can't allow who left you to keep you from your best you. You can't allow what left you like to stop your life. In order to move up, there's some things you must be willing to give up. In order to get ahead, there's some things you must be willing to leave behind. Holding on to your limitations won't help you reach new destinations. Carrying dead weight won't help you be great. Never let the fear of losing people cause you to lose yourself. This is your journey. It's not about perfection, but progression. It's not about being perfect, it's about becoming better. I'm gonna be real with you. Struggle is a part of it. Losses are a part of it. Setbacks are a part of it. Sometimes you have to go through your worst just to become your best. Sometimes you gotta lose everything just to gain everything. Don't let it discourage you, let it encourage you. You'll never get to your success by skipping the process. You'll never grow without growing pains. The valley might be ugly, but I promise you this, the peak is beautiful. So never stop climbing, because the only way it works if you work. The only way you progress is you proceed. Don't give up on you because they gave up on you. Don't stop believing in you because they stopped believing in you. What they think should never influence what you know. How they feel about you should never change how you feel about yourself. Understand. The battle was not with them, the battle was within. Your competition is nobody else. So that means can't nobody defeat you except yourself. Can't nobody stop you without your permission. Losers focus on winners and winners focus on winning. So you keep your eyes on the prize. You rise above the lies. You rise above the hate. You rise above the fate. You rise above anything or anyone that's in your way that's trying to prevent you from being great. Never back down even when your back's against the wall. It matters how many times you get back up, not how many times you fall. It's about your mentality. What's the point of dreaming a dream? You're not working to turn that dream into reality. So speak life into your life. Be your own motivation. A legend is just an ordinary person with extraordinary determination. So find a way to make one. At the end, you just regret the chance you didn't take. So find the courage to take one. Your ain't limited you. Don't surrender to your struggle. Make that struggle surrender to you. Listen, pain is temporary, but giving up is forever. Never be good or good enough when you know inside you live something better. You didn't come this far just to settle. You didn't come this far just to accept whatever. You came this far to take it to your next level. You came this far to become something greater. 
what makes it even more special is that you didn't depend on favors, is that you did it with plenty of haters. But as you can see, it doesn't matter who doubts your life when your life is highly favored. So you watching this video for your dreams, for your vision, for your passion, for everything. Don't you ever stop working. And always remember this, when a destination is worth reaching, the path won't always be perfect. But like I tell you at the end of every single video, it all starts with you. Tag two people to this video and tell them it's time to get it. It's rehab time. It's time to get it, baby. It's time to get it. You know, the, like you said, the destination is going to be the difficult, but you got to follow the path. You know, the, you have to, somebody told me recently, uh, Wendell, that you got to trust the process. No matter what it takes you to through, no matter what the process is, no matter how long that journey is, you have to trust the process. If you trust the process, the path is going to be a lot easier for you. So with that being said, I love you all. I love you all. I thank you so, so much for joining me tonight. I can't wait for Friday, our Father's Day edition with my baby and my special guest who I just love, 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 love. Tori, you better make sure you're watching, baby, because this is going to be the first and the last, probably, that you see this person on PGT Tap. <laughs> so with that being said, y'all, you already know what to do. Better listen to my babies. Bye. Thank you, bye.